We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts, your automotive host with the most. In the studio, as always, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hour's financial analyst slash numbers guru. Richard Hoskins. Yeah, keeping in the vein of our beloved rear-engine air-cooled Chevrolet, how about a shout-out to Kansas City, Missouri? That's where else they made the old Corvairs. And then, of course, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours Legal Counsel slash all-around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? Speaking of air-cooled cars, got the bug back this weekend the bug back. the bug looks good it does wayne did a phenomenal job on the bug yes he did he did a very good job on the bug yeah no limits detail he did a phenomenal job that thing is blinging boinging it is blinging it does look good though it does i think slick yes lena guess almost fell off <laughs> Hit the ground, <laughs> do the butt slide. So now we got now we got Impala with flake on a shiny flake roof, a shiny bug. I tell you what, if you can bring the white back on the Impala, he's real good. <laughs> well, that's that's that special blend. Uh, yeah. That's patina. That's, that's, that's that special that's, blend. So, so that ain't no patina turner. That's real stuff. Sand that thing down and clear it. <laughs> I mean, you know, look uniform. Uniform. It'd be shiny, rough. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's like crusty white. Yes. Crusty. Yes. That would have been a good name for it. Oh, crusty. So that's not that's not a good name for one of you will sell. We'll call it crusty. <laughs> Are you talking about old crusty over there? <laughs> yeah, that's old crusty. Just a good <laughs> crispy. <laughs> oh, so you know we're talking about factory. And I keep on want to say what originally the. Sh- you know what I thought yeah, about when you just said you that? Can't say that. You know what that. Now that car reminds me of a grilled cheese. Crusty <laughs> on, crusty on the to, outside. You need to eat. <laughs> I am kind of hungry. I haven't ate all day. You need crusty on the outside. I think your sugar's getting low. <laughs> kind of like a grilled cheese. Grilled cheese, huh? <laughs> kind of crusty on the outside, but smooth on the inside. Oh, yeah, we gotta get you some food. Oh, I do. But yeah, there is a lot of a lot of cars that got a bad rap. I mean, there there really is. They had engineering problems that could have been handled better. Engineering problems that could be handled better. Now, do you blame it on the engineer? Do you blame it on the manufacturer? Do you blame it on them trying to rush it out without trying to get it fixed first? In this particular case, you can't 
until something gets out on the road, you can't necessarily tell that there's going to be real-world problems. I blame more the way that it's handled in these cases. Um, I've got another one. Uh, you know, again, shout-out to the Auto Union of Germany. The Audi 5000. Unintended acceleration. That, that's a that's a very diplomatic way of saying it goes when you don't want it to. So I mean, you know, my my experience with Audi is actually making one go. This one won't stop. Yeah, this one you don't have a choice. Now, didn't a Toyota have that same yes, problem too? And yeah, and we're going to talk okay. about that. I was thinking well. a Toyota had a problem too with that. Yes, they did. So um, what years were the, were the were the Audis? Eighty two to eighty seven. You know that's a wide range. Yeah, that, that you know that. You think well, let's not fix this for. You what, think they would have caught that <laughs> for six years. Let's not fix this. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, man. so is that the engineer? No, I don't think so. Is it you know the manufacturer? Well, yeah, but I think they were just trying to get them out as quick as possible, and let's worry about it later. So, so what caused the the the, the Audis? According to CBS's sixty Minutes. Um, they called it the unintended acceleration debacle. Um, it had to do electronic gas pedal and complex engine controls in a primitive time when really we weren't we had no right to have complex engine controls. And other interfaces such as ABS brakes were still on the horizon. The rules of physics had not yet been repealed, however, and an unknown percentage of these vehicles would just go. They just took off. I yeah, had, just, yeah, you know, like you were talking about that un, a thing, um, and you go back to Trailblazers. I was going to say this earlier. Um, company I worked for had a couple Trailblazers, and that was one of my work trucks. We were on the way to Charleston, and I had the cruise control set at seventy. You know, you coming up on oncoming traffic. You know, you go to hit the brake, and it Not normally supposed to stop. Well, this one didn't. <laughs> it just wanted to go, and I'm y- y- you panic. I'm <laughs> slamming on the brake, hold it. And finally, it it did let loose. I thought that was exciting. It it'll make you uh, what's the word? Pucker. Yes, there you go. Pucker up a lot. A lot. So, speaking of GM, though, not to get off the Audis that like to take off on their own. That was pretty much it. <laughs> How about the gauges in the General Motors cars? Well, going that, out. That they was the all tr- did it. All those GMs, those years, and, and I tell you, the fix for it, which was hilarious. You know, there's guys. Like you go on Craigslist and Marketplace and things like that. There's guys that are GM gauge specialists. Yeah. Go on. I've got a story about this actually. Yeah. Uh, and if you've ever watched you? one of these guys, you know, it's like 120 bucks mm-hmm. or something. They'll come out. They'll come to you and they'll take your gauge cluster out and they'll fix you know where the oil pressure gauge, the, any of the gauges can do it or all of them may do it. And um, what they do is is to watch how they do it. This dude pulled a fork out, a fork. A metal like you eat, like Patrick stuffs his face with, a fork, and took and took the gauge cluster apart and put these. He had a bag of resistors, and he just starts plugging them in, and then it works. That's pretty bad. Um, in 1994, my brother had a 93 Pontiac Sunbird. I uh, bought it for his wife, and we were driving it up to Michigan to see the uh, International Auto Show. It was nighttime, and my bro- two of my brothers and my dad were in the car, and they were asleep, and I was driving. Well, these geniuses at Pontiac, uh, you know, they wanted everything to be convenient. So on the left side of the dash was the headlight button, because it was a button, right above the cruise control button. 
So we're on an interstate in Ohio at about 1230 at night. And uh, thing, a funny thing about interstates in Ohio is they don't have lights. So uh, I wanted to hit the cruise control, but I hit the wrong button <laughs> and turned the lights off at 75 miles an oh hour. Oh, my God. On a pitch black interstate. And I'll tell you what. I, I, Wake up call. My family's in the car. You know, I'm, I'm like, got to fix this, got to fix this. Don't know what to do. <laughs> So I just started hitting stuff until the headlights came back on. And I swear, like, I'm gray, cold sweats, uh, thinking, like, that, that's not a good design. I just almost killed my family. Yeah, Great. I just took out almost half my siblings and my dad. <laughs> Super. <laughs> well, same trailblazer. And I, leading up to this, you would be riding around, like, all the gauges would go off. And then all of a sudden it would come back on or you'd have the radio off and randomly it would just come on blaring random channels. This thing. And I, I think it was possessed by a demon. I took, I, I literally, and that's what I told our boss over and over it's and the over, devil. over and over. And she's like, well, take it to Chevrolet and well, it, you know, it might be this or it might be that. We did this. We resetted this. Oh, we put another computer in. We did this. So then one day. I was coming back from by the airport on 14 right there, and the whole entire dash just started smoking. Yeah, you can't so fix that. I rolled off the side of the road <laughs> and bad. let her burn, <laughs> and I waited about five minutes before calling anybody. I wanted to yeah, make sure yeah. it burnt good, and I didn't close the door. You were Get across the street. And, no, I just walked down the road a little a bit. I just no, I, I just let her burn real good. <laughs> Sit down Indian style on the other side of the road. <laughs> but yeah. That was my my thing on Trailblazers. That's why I said they're not so good vehicles. No, no, I, I'm not. A, I'm not the biggest Trailblazer fan at I all. I think they rushed that one a lot. Uh, I think they did too because the uh, Blazer wouldn't meet emission standards anymore. So they pretty much they had to come up with something. So I could see where there would be an opportunity to cut a lot of corners. It happens. You know. it, and that happens with a lot of your new cars now, though. It, they're, they're, have you ever noticed, though, the, 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 the problems with new cars? I mean, every other day it's a recall. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, Ford's recalling this or General Motors is recalling this or Toyota's recalling this. They didn't have these problems back in the day. I think well, I want to talk about that here in the next yep. segment. Yep. Guys, stay tuned. we got more Hot Rods and Happy Hour headed your way. Right here on 106.3 WORD. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hours. Rob Pitts, your automotive host with the most. 
in the studio as always. We have Hot Rods and Happy Hours financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. You know, in keeping with our theme of cities that produce vehicles that commit unforgivable acts, how about a shout-out to Georgetown, Kentucky? <laughs> what is Georgetown, Kentucky home of, Professor? Toyota. Oh, really? Yeah, they're pumping them out. They do. They do. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They crank them out. Then, of course, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours Legal Counsel slash all around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on? So, tell, let's talk about Toyota. Well, I got one. Toyota had a very similar issue to what Audi had. Um, well, they were having a lot of issues then. Uh, the one specifically that comes to mind was the Camry, and again, good old unintended acceleration. Um, and it's the same thing. It's, it's you know, you, and this is something that we need to be mindful of today. And I hope the engineers are. You engineer all this technology into a car. You have to make sure that it works under all conditions. And uh, Toyota, like Audi earlier. Um, well, they didn't do that right, and uh, he ended up with some Camrys. Uh, and I, I don't know that anyone died in that particular time of Camrys doing that, but a lot of accidents. And, again, I mean, that's just something that's not really forgivable. Um, you can't have your cars taken off when they're not supposed to. No, no. And then it's frowned upon. Now, Twitter had another one about – the priest is catching fire. Well, yeah, I think they still have that. Yeah, I mean, I just know they do have that. that, To me, I'd be more worried about that, per se, than, I don't know, the throttle, I I think they both suck, but... Yeah, they do. um, Yeah, I mean, catching on fire is... Not a good thing. It'll ruin your whole day. Yes. Yeah, I get get warranty recalls on my poor Toyota all the time, and I just, I'm too lazy (laughs) to go get them fixed. Well... It's only one, and they've been sending it to me since, like, it's only 2007. It's 2006. They've been sending it since 2007. You'd think they would just give up by now. It's just but, about the airbag. It's no But, you know, well, this is the thing. It's on the passenger side. Man up. Oh, uh, yeah, and how often do you have people ride with you? Exactly. Truck? It's a work truck. But, you know, and, that you know, you got – and that's the thing. But they're persistent, like, literally. Once a month or once every two months, I get a card in the mail. You would think they just give up. Well, think about the liability, though, and that's why. I mean, you know, they're trying to avoid the kind of scenarios that we were talking about that happened in the 70s and the 80s, and in Toyota's case, the 90s and 2000s. Um, you know, uh, they want you to fix it if they have a fix so that they don't get put in the news again. I did have one. I think it was in on that Toyota, and it was a, a pretty bad recall, and I actually I took it in. Um, it was in 2009 or 10, somewhere around in there. The ball joints were prone. The upper ball joint was prone to break in half and just. Yeah, it is. If anything in the world you don't want to break is your ball joint. Yeah. That's bad. Upper control arm ball joint. You haven't lived. You've seen a ball joint just come out. What are the odds? Yeah, you know, but I did have that one fixed. You know, I was like, well, steering's kind of important. One I forgot about, and I think this was stupid, is uh, General Motors in the late 2000s, early teens, the key thing. Um, and at the time, I had a 2008 Saturn Sky Redline. Um, the thing was that mostly young women driving Cobalts would put eight pounds of keychains yeah. on their key. Well, that's always been a problem with switches. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I'm like Kobe. I had a recall in my car. 
wasn't worried about it. I had two keys and my clicker. Um, I never once feared that my key was going to rip out of the ignition at speed. And consequently, it never happened. And I'm pretty sure that car is still on the road today and probably also still hasn't happened. But that was one where Chevrolet took it on the chin and spent hundreds of millions of dollars basically re-engineering a part because the users of the vehicles made bad decisions. Do you think a lot of the problems now with the recalls is because they sub out so much stuff? Yes. I do. That that the quality control just isn't there? Um, well, the quality control for the part is one place, and then the quality control for the finished product is a completely different entity. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like, you know, just right here in, in, in Greenville, South Carolina, you know, we got BMW right here. Um, and I, I probably, I'm probably far off when I say this, but I got several friends that, that supply parts to BMWs around here, and they're all different. And there's probably, uh, who knows how many, probably 50, 60, 70, 80 different. hundreds. Yeah, you know, there's no telling. Uh, and they're all coming from everywhere, and they just put them together. Yeah. So, you know, BMW don't know nothing about their quality control. You know, they got inspectors at the end, but they don't know nothing about the part per se when it goes on that car. And that's just every manufacturer the same way. No, yeah, we got so much going on in a vehicle that you can't really plan for every scenario. Uh-uh. That's the thing, and and nowadays, where back in the day, you know, you know your Mustangs and your Camaros and all that stuff, it was such a long period of time before they did anything different. Now you it's every year there's something new, different, high tech, whatever. So they never have time to really catch up and figure out what's going on with all this stuff no they, that that's the thing that's crazy and then they keep going back further and further i mean just the old stuff yeah. i mean like your trucks new six and they're yeah. still worried about stuff yeah. on them because yeah. i mean it's insane some of the electronics and that's another thing i think that the automotive stuff they've tricked themselves out yeah there's so much going on in the automobile you didn't have henry ford didn't have damn recalls if if model t's you know eight little children they didn't gonna call them back in for that because I mean you know what I'm saying. No, but it was a simple machine. Well, yep. I mean, you yeah. get it. How many arms got broken? Well, you yeah. know exactly what the yeah. hand starters. I mean, that yeah. was the thing. It would wad yeah. you up. They didn't oh, recall yeah. it. They said, "Learn how to start your car." Yeah. Exactly. Man up, man <laughs> up, just like Kobe's dash. Man <laughs> up. You gonna ride here? You know what you you know what the cost is. That's it. <laughs> your car broke my arm. No, your arm. It's stupid. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, Your arm didn't know how to work my car. It's called <laughs> it's called do some arm workouts. Oh man up. Man. But something you said on the break, and I think it's true, is you know, we're talking about all the recalls now that we don't have. And I think that in general it's a good thing because they are at least recognizing the potential for problems and doing something about it before it happens. But it was crazy. So Ford had a car bursting in flames. Eh, not that big a deal. My Camry, the wiper blades are loose. You know, or bring it in, bring yeah. it in. I remember they had when I worked for Nissan. We had a wiper recall. I think it was on the Sentra's, and the recall, they literally sent us a roll of foam that had these little, had these little, and it was cut in slits. And you tore off two pieces of this foam, and you had two little uh, sticky on the backside and foam on the other. And they put it between the wiper arms. You know, so. You take the cowl cover off, and you got the, the two arms going to the wiper transmissions from the wiper motor. And it went between them. That was the recall. So it didn't rub? Yeah. Huh. That's uh, that funny. It was never friction, and it doesn't break. 
Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. Usually these you things put are, you put enough padding in there, it fixes anything. These things are usually easy to fix. As a rule, I tell you what, ain't easy to fix these commercial breaks. Guys, stay tuned. We got more hot rods and happy hour heads your way right here on one hundred six three W O R D. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour in the studio. As always, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. What's going on, everybody? Uh, shout out to a legit Hot Rod City that also did happen to be home of the first generation Ford Explorer, St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. And of course, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours legal counsel slash all around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on? You know, Speaking of Explorers, the first-gen Explorers are becoming collectible. I know. I know. That's crazy, you know? And anything Eddie Bauer. When was the last time you've seen any square-body Exploders? I knew a girl about five years ago that had... Everybody knew a girl that had one back in the day. Well, no, no, no. This was just like four or five years ago. But She had a 92 Strawberry Pearl that her daddy bought new, and it had every option from the Eddie Bauer, but it was an XLT. And the reason was her dad said, I ain't buying a car with another man's name on it. Huh. Um, so it was like decked out, but he had it forever, and then he gave it to her. And then they had it repainted in the factory Strawberry Pearl. So like literally. I'm not like, buying a car with another dude's name on it. Uh, Who's this Eddie guy? <laughs> Even though I guess Ford, but, you know, semantics. You know, but I, I have, you know, I've been looking and following some of that stuff. And, and that's the thing, like, you know, the regular you know, XL or XLT, they ain't bringing nothing. But if it's Eddie Bauer, they're bringing money. This one was cool, though, because it was a special order. Like, it had all the stuff, except it wasn't an Eddie Bauer. Like, I didn't. It was all one color. I've never had an Explorer. I had a uh, several Broncos, but I had an 88 Bronco Eddie Bauer that I really loved. I mean, that thing was Yeah, I'm not that awesome. bothered by this. I, love, I had an Eddie Bauer Bronco. Yeah, Every, I, they're nice. What color was yours? Mine was black. It was black and tan. Oh, see, mine was the blue with the I tan. I knew it was dark blue. Mine was dark I blue. They with the, all were dark blue. Yeah, mine was dark blue with tan on the bottom. <laughs> my mother had a tan interior. My mother had a navy blue Eddie Bauer exploder, but second gen, the, yeah. the round ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I actually liked that. That would have been a five O, probably. No, it was a V six. It was. It was a V six. But I do remember it. I like my Bronco. The way you say that makes me think. You probably do remember it. What? You're like, I do remember it. I do. Yeah. Yeah. He was embarrassed at the came so, more. Go on a couple of dates in that car? No, uh, I didn't. I had a trans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I drove cool cars. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Is my mother went from a 740 IL BMW to that Explorer. That's a weird jump. That's a big jump. Probably more reliable, but. That yeah. BMW was so bad, though. I love that thing. That was a pimp ride. Yeah, yeah. But. I like I had I had that seven series BMW. I loved that seven series BMW. The only thing I didn't like is all the computer stuff in it. If that thing ever breaks, you're gonna you're not I, gonna like I it. Just nope. something to off. I hope this isn't hooked to anything. Um, <laughs> Nate still got his uh, seven forty IL Sport, and uh, you know he's got a V ten M five also. But he loves that freaking car. He won't get rid of it, and it's probably best he doesn't because his other cars a V ten M five. <laughs> so, dude, that's might keep, bad. Might keep a backup. You may need a backup. Oh, well, that's hilarious, though. But what about some of the other, you know, 
problem child cars. Mm. I mean, there's been some. There's so Pontiac many. Fiera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the first year, and that's the thing. Everybody, that's Pontiac Fiera. Don't catch on fire. It was only, you know, it's just a few of them. Um, it's only the 84s with the 2.5 Iron Duke. And the reason is there was a design flaw with the way they put it in there where oil would leak onto the exhaust manifold. And, you know, that's how fires start. How about all the guys who are jumping in line to get their C8 Corvettes? Imagine if I had a recall on that. Which now, now I got a good friend of mine buying one. I got two. Yeah. And he, he's he got his. It'll be here in two weeks. Oh, wow. And he's yeah. so excited. I'll bet. And it's going to be sitting at Rabbit used Cars in two weeks. And we're filming with it. We're pretty but excited about that, too. I'm excited. So, but this is the thing. And they, you know, they keep those cars for two weeks before they turn them loose. Every I, batch. I know they're all sitting like in a lot wrapped in white. Just making sure yep. nothing pops up with a recall. That way they can pull them right back in and fix them. Yeah, that makes sense. That's Just crazy. Start kind of releasing them. Yeah, yeah I mean they're, they're smart because really. they're supposed to be test tracking them and doing all that stuff. Yeah, you know, over but the last what couple, they're not you know. doing there is driving them to your office in sort of bad traffic when it's 64 degrees and kind of raining or you know you or can't. in traffic at 100 degrees you know with the ac going yeah you, you know blah 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 you can't engineer every possible scenario so you do you got to get them out there you got to get people driving them and see what comes up now so that being said how about the 2019? I just saw an advertisement online, and I don't know the details, and I'm sure they're absolutely horrible. But I've I seen two things. There is a large Corvette dealership, I think Atlantic City, somewhere in Jersey, somewhere up that way. Kerbeck? Might have been. Charlie Kerbeck. I hate that name. <laughs> Vince Con Corvette Sales. I'm just, just, it might have been. It was, a, it was a Chevrolet dealership. And uh, they're advertising the 19 vets. They have 300 in stock. Now, keep in mind, our, local, our right. local dealer has 75 Oh, I know. Four ninety nine a month, and you own it. Jeez. Really? Now, I understand that's probably the cheapest base vet you can possibly get. Dang, man. Really? But do you realize that a Chevy, you'd be hard-pressed. What's the cheap Chevy now? Uh, crew. No, they don't make cruises anymore. Volt. I, I don't know, man. I don't Keep but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you could I mean, you probably get in one of you them. You can't get a damn Colorado no. work truck. That's less that. than my Cadillac. <laughs> I mean, for wheels a are turning in for a 19 vet. Richard's like, I'm gonna get that's old, nuts. Oh, Kirby. Now, now, I don't know the. I'm sure it's they're nothing. They're base, yeah. base, base. But you understand? But then they might like, not be. That's the, a sixty thousand dollar car. But the thing is, even at base, it still has leather windows, locks. Yeah. You know, the decent radio. I mean, it's not, and it's still a Corvette. It's American sports car. It's still a $60,000 car. Yeah. I mean, for $499. Well, again, wow. when we say base, base now ain't yeah. like it was oh, base back in the yeah. day. But, base is luxury now. Well, I mean, it's like you look at my 68 vet. Base is vet. what used to be luxury. You look at my 68 vet. That's a base vet. Yeah. Roll up windows. It has nothing. No. Nothing. You know, and I mean, I like it. I love it for the simplicity of it, but that's a base car. The cars today, a work truck is loaded out more than everything has power windows, everything has power locks, everything has keyless entry, everything has air conditioning. I mean, there's no such thing as base today. You know, base today is like it's only got a five inch screen. <laughs> yeah, suck it up. <laughs> it doesn't park itself. How do you animals live? 
speaking of parking itself, I just last night there's a commercial and I'm I didn't catch the car. I just know it was blue. There's some people standing that. on a curb or something. And what's your car doing? It's parking itself. I don't know. I mean, really? That's, that's why what, would you go to get out of your car and go stand on a curb and let it park that's, itself? That's like the, you know what I'm saying? That's like, go makes, inside. It, it makes no sense. That's like those weird Tesla people that do that. You know, every time you go, there's always that one guy yeah. that's like, watch this. And it pulls out and the doors open up. And I mean, you know, it's it's a novelty. You know, it's neat and all that. I'm just waiting for that thing to be like, get hacked or something, like run over everybody. Yeah, kill a bunch of people. But, I'm, I'm worried about, you know, like, you know, we all eat at fairly nice restaurants pretty regularly. You know, uh, my, a girl I know um, who works at an upscale restaurant, that she's got a regular that comes in and he'll, you know, be walking out and go ahead and push some buttons. And here comes this Tesla backing through the parking lot. I want to walk through that parking lot. It, it, exactly. But, you know, and that, like, this little car, I and I don't know if you got to be out of the car to go stand on the curb to watch it pull in. I don't know. You could probably, but again, if you're going to get out of your car to walk past the parking spot that you're going to put your car in, just pull it in. Yeah. yeah I mean, it makes no sense. I don't need my car to park itself. No. That, that's, that means you can't park. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes absolutely. You want to talk about recalls? I mean, come yeah, on. Really, There's got to be a gazillion for that one. A little potential for danger there. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, well, when the car is driving itself, it has a potential that it could mow down some pedestrian. Yeah, or decide to go straight throttle stick, go through the curb, through the bushes, into the building. Into the building. The. Uh that's just this just too much going on. Yeah, I don't I, want a so toy. I want a car. Yeah, I mean, pretty soon it's going to get to the point where, hey, car, go to McDonald's, get me a number seven. Yeah. Well, no, you got to do you that because what? McDonald's comes to you. Well, now. I know, but I'm just saying. But pretty Everybody, soon your car's going to go to McDonald's food? to drive through by we itself. We are in the era of food delivery. You don't have to get anything no. anymore. It comes to you. You it, want to watch the movie? It comes straight to you now. We've we've eliminated Blockbuster. Oh, we've no. el- we've eliminated you know, written videos. You know, we've eliminated all this stuff, food delivery. Where does it stop? I mean, you don't even have to get up. Right. I'm waiting for them to make Lazy Boys with toilets made in them. You know what we cannot eliminate? Commercial breaks. Every time. Guys, stay tuned. we got more Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Head your way. Right here on 106.3 WRD. Guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour in the studio. As always, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours. Financial analyst slash numbers guru, the professor himself, Richard Eugene Hoskins. <laughs> Eugene <laughs> Emperor. Uh, <laughs> all right, the well, third wouldn't be a show where we talk about Pontiac Fiers without a shout out to Pontiac, Michigan. Where they didn't build Pontiacs. They did. They built Pontiacs in Pontiac, They built Michigan. Pontiac Fieros in Pontiac, Michigan. They built Pontiac Fieros in Pontiac, Matter Michigan. Heck, I think, I think my Cadillac, never mind. I was going to say, I think my Cadillac's made in Pontiac, but I think it's made in Saginaw. How many, how many years was Fiero made? 84 to 88. Okay. I, I knew, I mean. I really think that the Fiero was, was the car that laid the groundwork for Saturn. I think in a lot of a ways. A lot of characteristics yeah, of the Saturn yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, it's just it's unfortunate that they took all of the engineering that they put into it and then killed the Fiero when it was just becoming an actually really good little car. 
And then, you know, I mean, Saturns are great cars. We've talked about that. I think we talked so, about that last week. But how I, I want to know pretty. how many Fieros got turned into kit cars. I would say two-thirds. I would say, oh, say two-thirds. I'd say probably. You know nowadays, Lamborghini, I'd probably say half. Do you say Lamborghini? You know how I many Lamborghini kit cars there are? I'd say 5,000 tops uh, were turned into kit cars. Not a lot of people, man, were breaking down cars and, like, building, you know. I mean, they're a Percentage good... wise, I'd say probably more than any other car. But yeah, it's a donor next to the Volkswagen bug. Well, that's the thing. I was going to yeah, say this. Again, we're talking percentage. There was a, a guy in Florida years and years ago that was taking Fieros and actually scribing bug bodies onto the Fieros. That's different. Yeah, it was. It's kind of pointless. Well, it, it actually, they, they ran good. They drove good, I guess. I mean, you know. They're the same wheelbase, per se, I guess, because I don't think he ever could anything. I he know just, Bug is 94.5. Yeah. I can't quote the yeah. hero off the top I don't of my know. head. But I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, it seems like so many of them did, but you got to think how many of them didn't. You know. The, the the thing about the the millions of bugs they made. That's the thing. That's yeah. why uh, versus the thousands of years. Exactly. Made, exactly. You know, but I don't know. We haven't done a kit car show in a while. No, you know we what? need to do one. We need to do one. That's a good. That's a good topic. I, I like kit car shows. I do too. I lo- you know what? I miss kit car magazine. I do I too. Do too. That was a good magazine. Yep. Grew up on it. I did. Yep. I used to love all. You know what? Where's all the good magazines at? Oh, yeah, they went away. Oh, they, we don't have no yeah, more. They're on our phones. Not doing that anymore. They're yeah. on our phones. That's the craziest thing ever. Do you, I mean, what do, you, what do kids do now when they go to the grocery store? They don't do I used nothing. to let my mom would go to the grocery store. What did they I do? They play on their phone. I went to the magazine <laughs> and read all the car magazines. Oh, yeah. I did, too. Which is probably why they're out of business because I never bought one. I just read them there. But still. You say when you're a kid. I did that in my 20s. <laughs> Actually, I still do it from time to time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if I see something that grabs my eye, I'll... <laughs> yeah. I'll stop and not buy it. You know, yeah. go home and look up that magazine's website. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll actually stand there. Like, this just happened the other week. I went in to... Richard began getting out trying those clone samples, <laughs> rubbing them on himself. I went in and got a date. Got a date tonight. <laughs> going to the Olive Garden. Ooh. It smelled good. Now, I was walking through one of the stores the other day, and a magazine, the something on the cover, and I literally stood there for 10 minutes and pretty much read three big articles about that one and then put it back on the shelf and went on yeah that's what magazines are for yeah they're no for wonder do- why they went out of doctor's business. offices and no wonder why they went out of business well yeah that is why they went out of business because <laughs> we're too lazy to part too cheap to buy them i mean turning pages is hard it is i can't do it with just my thumb <laughs> you know but we it's not the same though and that's the thing, like the guys. Right, like, what are you not. doing? I'm building a magazine car. Well, hopefully, no more magazines. What are you building? Yeah, I'm building a website car. Well, at the you know, and then we're going back to the recall stuff. And like you say, that everybody's living off their phone. Well, now everybody's living off their cars. They spend, you know, half their time in their cars. A lot of people do. So now you got the big computer screens. You got the Wi-Fi. You got all this stuff. Internet's. You know that runs not only your car. It runs your life. Well, I mean, you can link to your house with your car. You can do all this stuff. Well, of course you're going to have recalls. Let's scale up old man today. 
This shows you how tech savvy he is. He's got his Chevrolet app. He can start his truck from his phone. He all right. So I had to send him somewhere. And instead of putting it in maps on his phone, he sends it straight to his truck. It pulls it up on navigation. My dad is sixty-one years old. He's skipping a step. Oh yeah. He is like he's got his Apple Watch. And oh yeah. He's oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh he's yeah. Like yeah. A little. He's like a little Doogie Howser old man. I got a story that I will repeat or tell the next time that we do a tech episode, and I'll tell you all after the show. Uh, it's just not really relevant, and uh, it's, we don't have time. But also, uh, something that happened today that is very disheartening. Really? Yeah. Get you. Hmm. Get you. You know, I tell you, all this stuff with recalls and all this, you think they would kind of get their ducks in a row and be like, hey, you know what? Let's just do, you know, I mean, like take it to that next level. I mean, you got to think about the expense of these cars, mm-hmm. you know, and, and over time, how much more and more and more expensive they became. But it seems like the quality gets less, less, and less. The more they do, the the least good. I mean, I'm trying to think of the best way to word it, not sound like a mentally. The more opportunity gentleman. for failure. It is. I, I think, but I, and I said it again, they've tricked themselves out. Mm-hmm. I think it's just rushing. It is rushing. Well, they're trying to beat, at a rapid pace. Well, trying to beat the competitor to the punch. That's well, what I think it is. They're really trying is. to beat technology. It's yeah. the same thing that Audi did with the unintended acceleration. Yeah. Like, oh, we got ABS. We got an engine computer. Let's, uh, you know, make it where everything does its own thing. But they, it wasn't, the technology wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, we're rushing. I mean, to, we got the $6 million, man. Why can't we do this? Oh, yeah. Would you realize now how old that feels? The six, there's a lot of $6 million men walking around, and they don't even have laser eyes. No, they're wearing khakis. Yeah. <laughs> and New Balance. Uh, let's lay off the New Balance. <laughs> oh, yeah, Richard, I forgot. You got a Corvette now. So. It's close He's to got home. his New Balances at the house now. He said they sent my pair in the mail. <laughs> it, it just came, and it was it came from Bowling Green, Kentucky. I don't know. It says, welcome to the club. Mm, they just popped in. For some reason, they knew my size. That's crazy. Yeah, I hadn't even registered the car yet. It just happened. Oh, <laughs> they watch out for you. You get your coupon in the mail for your new balance. Your coupon <laughs> got the uh, got the fl- the coupon handbook for uh, the early bird special. They they walk up, they walk up to you. And says, hmm, twelve e what twelve e? They're not looking at me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Richard, for a guy, you got some serious small feet. Thanks, Gubby. <laughs> I remember when I think it was what we were looking at shoes or something one time, and you go, I said, "What size you wearing? What is it like a eight and a half or something?" I remember, eight. You said, yeah, eight something. I was like, "Wow, really? I can make uh, I can uh, make an eight and a half work <laughs> with two we pairs could, of socks. We could jam, we could jam some tissues in the toes, you know." I'm like, God Almighty, that's a. I'm, I remember wearing size eight when I was in the second grade. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm only like, like, I had big feet. I always had it big. Only five six, man. <laughs> Still. You know what? Your feet are perfect. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. You're yeah. perfect. Just little perfect feet. I was going to make a comment, but it can't on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate it when it gets you like that? Yeah. Like you have the best comeback ever. You're like, crap. Oh, man, I had it, too. <laughs> Damn you, FCC. Oh. You oh, get me every time. Oh. FCC is my nemesis. This is my Waterloo. It's like, oh, you're killing me. FCC, call me. I want to at least tell you what the, uh, what the comeback was. My witty comeback was. And see if I can improve it for next time. You'll think time. it's funny. 
But that's that's another thing is the recalls though. That that's that's something that is crazy. A lot of them are very serious. Those whole they cars are. That are very dangerous. So it's not so much Kobe's dud airbag. It's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's you know what I mean. It's Everybody fire. else with Toyotas get your airbag fixed. <laughs> yeah, really. Get your airbag. Don't be fixed. a me. Oh man, that's hilarious. Don't be a me. <laughs> so if y'all ride with me, man up. <laughs> Note to self: Don't ride with Kobe. <laughs> Guys, I want to thank y'all for playing along. You've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WORD. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t